Okay, hi everyone and welcome to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. Today we have a super beautiful special guest on. She is a sister from another mister, sister from another mother, soul sister, whatever you want to call it. She is my absolute like mirror image, L Russ. Elle has been in this thyroid space helping people for years, and I've been listening to her for years. And every time I would hear her on her own podcast or interviewed on someone else's podcast, I would think to myself, oh my God, we are so much alike. She sounds like me. She's throwing around the S-bomb and the F-bomb, and she's laid back, and she's telling it like it is, and she's giving tough love, and she was misdiagnosed multiple times, and she's on T3 only. So we just share so much of the same story that we just absolutely connected and this interview flowed. So this is going to be the best interview you've heard in a long time. I can promise you that. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Now, I'll give you Elle's formal introduction. So Elle Russ is the author of the best-selling book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution. Amazing book. She has two great books. You're going to get them both, which has helped thousands of people around the world reclaim their health. And she is also the author of the self-help book, Confident as Fuck. Elle is, C- is a seasoned coach, TV film writer, and the host of two podcasts, The Primal Blueprint Podcast and Kick-Ass Life Podcast. You can learn more about her at lrust.com, and we will have all the links, including the links to those two podcasts and to her books and to her site, all in the show notes. Now, let me tell you about how this started out, because we've all been on Zoom, and technology has failed us in the year 2020 and 2021. So if you're listening to this in like 2030, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? Technology is awesome right now. But here in this day and age, we have glitches. So in the very beginning of this podcast of this interview, there was about a 20-second break that did not get recorded. So let me tell you about what happened during that 20 seconds. So basically, I led into the interview asking Elle to go into her story of how she was misdiagnosed. Because here she is in LA. You would think the best doctors ever were out there in LA. And she was still getting let down continuously by doctor after doctor. So as we dive into this episode, this is her pretty much just, just 10, 20 seconds into the story. And then we go from there. And I promise you... You are going to love, love, love this episode. So enjoy. Here we go. We're jumping in. Now, right there, what that is, is you have a symptom. We're going to patch it with a medicine, but we're not going to freaking ask why would a 30-year-old have irregular gynecological health and be bleeding all the time? Had they just looked at my thyroid correctly at that moment, boom, they would have been able to fix it. It would have been fixed, figured out. 
but they didn't. Uh, instead, they just tested the TSH, which I'm sure your audience and everyone knows is, is BS. And he said, your thyroid's fine. Work out and uh, work out more and eat less. And I'm like, yo, I'm bleeding. I'm gaining weight. My hair's falling out. I got acne. I'm miserable. I can't think. Literally tapped my gym shoes and said, use these more. I said, hey, mofo, I'm working out two hours a day, eating like legit, like hour long hike, 36 laps. And I'm going to go to the gym and lift weights after every day. Don't tell me to work out more needless. So that's what a lot of doctors do. They think you have a closet eating disorder and you're not talking about it. So I was like, okay. So I, I bled through like four different types of pills. At that point, now I'm really bloated and fat and miserable. Now I've got every symptom in the book. And not only that, I've developed, I'm blood clotting. I'm like, clots are falling out of my vagina. Oh, nice. I have a polyp and a fibroid in my uterus that later I had to get removed. I'm misdiagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome somewhere along the way. And here's the thing with that. Was that gynecologist stupid? No. If you looked at the ultrasound, it looked exactly out of the textbook, someone who has PCOS. But again, no one asked the question, why? Why? So instead, that doctor was like, oh, we're going to put you on metformin. I didn't do that. Long story short, all these doctors led me in the wrong direction. No one steered me right. I live in Los Angeles. I went to over two dozen endocrinologists, experts, people off of Suzanne Summers' hormones book for years. I went to paid $600 for the famous guy in Beverly Hills for just the appointment, you know, and no one helped me or they hurt me. The only people that helped me, actually two people, but one in particular, the only person that really helped me at all were fellow patients on a free Yahoo group forum that was created by Janie Bolthorpe, who's the author of Stop Your, the Thyroid Madness, one of the best books ever written about thyroid and probably hands down the best just reference website as well for thyroid health. She at the time did not have the book or the website, but had this forum where patients who had been through all this stuff like us were willing to give up their free time to help other patients because they knew how dumb all the doctors were. Thank God I found these women. They saved my life because they helped me help myself by telling me what I need to look at and go in the right direction. One of those things was ferritin. Very simple. One of those things was the iron storage thing, which is a huge component to this that nobody knows. Had I never found that out and no doctor ever looked to go, she bled all this time. She keeps blood. Maybe we should check her iron. Maybe we should check her iron storage. No one knew. Long story short, after I dealt with these, you know, fellow patients, I thought, that's it. I'm doing this on my own. Nobody's helping me. So F this. So I did. So the first bout of hypothyroidism I got, again, I suffered for two years. I'm blowing up. No one's helping me. I go to all these doctors. So finally, I figured out myself. I dosed myself with iron to get that up. I would use doctors for their testing, never listen to anything they had to say. And then I would actually, I ordered my own thyroid hormone, NDT at the time, so armor. I ordered it online over the internet without a prescription, and I dosed myself back to health. Yeah, I shouldn't have had to do that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. but I shouldn't have had to do that. And that's the problem. I live in LA. If I had to do it and I went to all these experts and they couldn't figure it out, what the hell is Jane doing in Nebraska? Right. You know, or, <laughs> or, or some small town somewhere, right? Yeah. Maybe a great doctor in that town. I don't want to, but you know what I'm saying? So this was just like, are you kidding me? Why did I have to be my own doctor? So I fixed myself. I'm like, oh, thank God it's over. F doctors. Geez, okay. So I get better and I'm doing great. And then a couple years go by. And I start to get hyposymptoms again, but I don't think of them as hyposymptoms because I'm on medication. I already fixed this, right? So like, what's the, like, what's the problem here? But yep. I start to have, like, I can't lose weight. 
hair's falling out. Like say dry cracked skin on the right index finger, which is a very random symptom that I've seen across so many patients. I don't know why it's the right finger and I don't want to know why it's the index finger or why it's the corner, but it would be like dry cracked skin that no matter what I did would not go away. Um, constipation to the point where laxatives don't do it. I mean, I had 30 of the 40 symptoms come up again. And so I reached back out to Janie Bothorpe and I'm like, what the hell? And thank God this had just happened at the time. This was like nine years ago. She said, hey, I think you have what we've discovered is called a reverse T3 problem. And I think you need to go get tested for this. And I did. And then she's like, we're like, okay, I have it. And she goes, all right, well, now you need to really get Paul Robinson's book called Recovering with T3. Paul Robinson is the other patient who also helped me save my life, who lives in England and self-published this book. God bless him. It was my Bible for how I was able to fix myself in a lot of ways. I always credit those two authors because they changed my life. Mm -hmm. So here I am with his book, you know, and I'm now I'm on my own again. So now I go to even more doctors and they are like, we have absolutely no idea what this is. And not only that, we don't know how to treat it. When I went to my current doctor at the time, who after I'd gone on NDT, I thought she was smart because she had learned the ferritin component from me and adopted it with her patients. And I thought, this is a great doctor. She listened to a patient. She learned something. She gets it. I'm thinking, ah, good. It's all over now. I don't have to deal with dumbass doctors. And then I get the reverse T3 problem. I come in and explain it to her. And I'm standing in front of her in the room naked. Okay, except for my bra and underwear. I had gotten so fat that my bra looked like what a Playboy bunny would wear at a party, like the tr- like a little triangle yep. over your nipple. Yep. And I'm sitting there and I'm crying and I'm looking at her. I'm like, look at me. Look at me. I can't focus. I'm a man. Like, look at my body. I work out every day. Like, and she and I explained to her what we had to do, what had to happen. And she literally threw her arms up and she goes, Oh, hell, this is too complicated. Oh, God. And I write about it in my book. I said, really? Too complicated? So uh, uh, organic chemistry tests on the MCATs to get into med school? Yeah. Was complicated. But this is, oh, med school (laughs) wasn't tough. But like, this is complicated? I mean, I was like, F you, I'm out of here. And I cried again for the second time in a decade in my car in the parking lot going, holy shit, I'm on my own again. Yep. I'm on my own. And so that was a nightmare. So thank God I had Paul Robinson. Thank God I had Janie Bothorpe. The hardest part was getting T3. It's a lot harder to get over the internet. I had to order it from Mexico. Um, Thank God I could because I would never be able to have gotten it otherwise because every doctor thought, oh, you're going to kill yourself. You don't know what you're doing. We don't ever give anyone T3 only. And so here we go again. Now, second time in a decade and I am dosing myself, (laughs) using using dogs for blood work, getting my, you know, black market. And then a very scary thing happened. Mexico ran out of T3. Oh shit. Are and you kidding me? I didn't know that. This was a while back. It was awful. Sinomel okay. is what it's okay. called. It was yeah. the, um, I forget the pharmaceutical company there that made it. It was so bad. I literally, I have lots of friends. I actually grew up with a lot of people who were, who were born and raised in Mexico and uh, most of them are very, very wealthy and they have a lot of connections. And so I called one of them and I said, is there any way you can go and see if any of the pharmacies there have it like in person and then mail it to me? Yeah. She was taking a trip to my friend had her driver go to eight pharmacies in Mexico and they couldn't find it. So now I'm going great. And you know, this is like a panic that no patient should be in. 
Right. Here I am. I'm so knowledgeable. I already solved it the first time. I've gone to two dozen freaking doctors in Los Angeles and here I am. And I got ripped off once ordering from a foreign country, you know, Sure. I got oh, yeah. liquid T3. That's terrible, horrible. And like just all this stuff, right? So yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Food coloring, FDNC number five and the shit. Like I yeah. didn't even know what I was taking. I was like, I don't even know. Yeah. So yeah. I had to do that. Finally, I write the book and then, you know, get to a point where I have the doctor on my book, Gary Forsman, who's not afraid of T3. And it's like, right. of course I'll prescribe it to you. Um, so here's the thing. I had to fix myself twice in 10 years. One was a very serious reverse T3 problem, the other being regular hypothyroidism. So I've really gone through the gamut. I've also, I also know what it's like to feel hyperthyroidism and what that is. And um, so, you know, I guess I'm glad that I had to kind of go through those, those mixes to kind of get there. It was certainly, it was certainly tough. I mean, again, it's really difficult to be on your own, but that is why I say I did it for you, everybody. So you didn't have to, okay? Like, please let my suffering help you because my book and what I do A to Z, you're going to get there faster. Please arm yourself with knowledge because my case in your case is exactly the case of putting your hands and your, your, your health in the hands of a doctor, someone who's got a Harvard degree, because you think they know more when in fact they have no clue. And how is that? How is it that a doctor would have no clue about something? It's just because they're steeped in these outdated protocols. Yep. So I've heard everything from like, you're going to kill yourself to, to one, one doctor said, oh, I can tell you're already too, on too much because of how fast you talk. And I'm like, have we fucking met? I'm from yeah. downtown Chicago. I've been talking fast. My, like, you don't know me, girl. Like this is nothing right. to do with how much. And also what kind of diagnostic doctoring is that? <laughs> you're talking fast. Therefore, I think you're overstimulated on a thyroid hormone. I mean, again, crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I also just want to expound a little bit more in one example of, a, again, like how these doctors treat patients and how this ego plays in. One is an example where I took a patient who didn't speak good English, who worked for our company, I suspected she'd been on T4 for a Synthroid for many, many years. She was fat, bloated, depressed, miserable. I knew, I knew, I knew she had a problem. I looked at her labs. They didn't, they weren't the right ones. And I said, I suspect you have a reverse T3 problem. Let's take you to your endocrinologist because she wouldn't go anywhere else. So we go to this woman. She was, she was just like this cold doctor. She didn't even look the patient in the eye, ask her any questions. So I kind of took over the meeting and I said, hey, listen, I'm really suspect about this patient. She's not being treated right. Can you please test reverse T3? And she said, we don't test that. That's old school. Really patronizingly, right? And I said, oh, it's really funny you said that because I personally just got over a very serious reverse T3 problem. So it's pretty fucking new school to me. So all I'm asking you though, is to take a test. That's all I'm asking you to do. Can you just take the reverse T3? And she says, fine, but I don't know how to evaluate it. And I said, did you just fucking patronize me over asking you about a test? You're now telling me you don't even know what it is. (laughs) Classic. Now, you don't even need to be listening to this podcast to know anything about what reverse T3 means to understand how horrible and stupid and awful that is. Mm-hmm. That is so dumb. That is me saying, oh my God, Amy, do not see the last Star Wars movie. And you're like, oh my God, was it, what was it, terrible? And I'm like, I don't know, I never saw it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like that dumb, right? So this is what patients are up against. That patient was with me bawling her eyes out on the way off the office because she saw she saw, and she said, she didn't even look at me. She didn't even ask me how I felt. She so then what happened? I was right. The patient had a reverse T3 problem. So then I go, hey, uh, I go, hey, can you give this patient 
a little bit of T3 on top of the T4? Like, can we do something different here? You know, can we, you know? And she's like, well, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't let people dictate how I practice medicine. I'm right. like, I'm not dictating. I'm asking you, you know? And then finally at the end of it, she was like, fine, I'll give her five micrograms of T3 or whatever it was. And it was funny. Cause I wanted to be like, oh, I guess you did. I guess you did let a patient tell you how to do it. You do- yeah. Like this is round and round. So why is that doctor so entrenched in ego? Yeah. Endocrinologists mostly are. They're the worst people classically for this, as you know. Yes. But part of it is because it's this mind of like, how could I have gone to Harvard, spent 10 years in medical school and not learned everything I need to know? Of course I went to Harvard. Right. That's the ego. So that when another doctor, like my doctor talks about in my book, goes, has, let's say a doctor, my doctor's dealing with a patient who has an endocrinologist. And let's say my doctor is ordering more tests for that patient. Mm-hmm. That endocrinologist, like, what's this other doctor did, 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 ordering all these tests? Where's the patient? What do you care? What yeah. do you care? Yep. It's your, you care about your ego or you're offended by someone coming in your, your place of business and maybe asking you how it's about the patient, man. Right. And that's not the message that's getting across because this is what they do. So unfortunately this is most doctors. Most doctors are uninformed. I went to a local, my local insurance doctor that I do every year for the mammogram, whatever, all the junk. And I never, you know, listen to what she has to say. Uh, but I went in there when I first established stuff with her and I was honest. I said, hey, I wrote a book about uninformed doctors. Here it is. Uh, I deal with a functional doctor up the coast who doesn't take insurance. Could you take these tests that he wants me to get? And I gave her the list. Mm-hmm. She looks them over and she's like, yeah, I have no problem um, ordering those tests. I just don't know what some of them mean. Okay, very honest. But also, Amy, I'm willing to bet you a million bucks right now. She didn't go home and look them up. She didn't go. She didn't go. She did. I I will bet money on this. Yes. And that's the crazy part. Because my doctor, if some doctor came to him and with tests he didn't know, he'd go, what are these? I got to figure, let me, what, what are these things? Let me go look. Maybe I need to, maybe I'll learn something. Maybe I'll start taking these tests. Why are they taking these tests? Not how dare you? Yeah. There's such a difference. So there's a lot of ego in medicine. There's a lot of ego in firemen's, police officers, you know, a lot of positions in society. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that's a ramble. Long story short, though, I really had to fix myself. And so, and a lot of people do, you know, a lot of people do. Your story totally resonated with 99% of the listeners out there because I know it did with me. I was going, oh my, I, cr- I cried in my car too. Oh yeah, I tried to get my doctor to, to do a test and the reason why she didn't do it is she had no idea what to do with those labs when they came back. And I've confirmed this, the, the nurse practitioner that's part of my team now, I usually asked her, I'm like, why don't doctors test for XYZ, specifically reverse T3, of course, and free T3 and the antibodies and, you know, things like pregnenolone. Why don't they test? And she goes, because we were told in med school, if you do not have a drug now, I mean, granted with reverse T3 being high, we do have a drug that fixes that. It's called T3. But if you don't have a drug, mainly like an antidepressant, a statin, not high blood pressure med, you know, and you don't know how to read that test, you do not order it. So that's what it comes down to. Just complete ignorance. That's right. To break out the medical school textbooks to learn that you can't go on TSH alone, especially if a person doesn't have a thyroid. Yeah, I see that all the time. And then there's just the, the like you said, they won't even go and see what does it mean that's to right. better serve the like, patient. And so what you want is a doctor who's a freaking geek still. And that's what my doctor says in the book. He goes, at some point along the way, those doctors lost it. Because when you're in medical school, you're like, oh, let's try to figure out. I got a problem. Let me geek out on it, right? 
So that's what you want. The ones who geek out on are usually the ones that are dictated by insurance companies, hence functional medicine, integrative physicians, et cetera, who are not dictated by insurance, who order as many tests as they want, and they do what they want. And they can also spend two hours with you instead of 15 minutes. So so it's really tough. And then you have doctors who kind of half know what to test. But then they're leaving out the reverse T3. In fact, someone, a doctor was interviewing me the other day and he said, and, and look, you know, to his credit, he, he wanted to learn. So I'm open to this, but he said, you know, I'm not testing reverse T3. And I said, well, you're doing a disservice to your patient that you right. are not ruling that out. And you could be keeping someone sicker longer. Uh, so you have to, like you, yeah. you have to do it. So you might have a doctor that tests TSH, free T3, free T4. That's great. But if they don't test reverse T3, then they also still are uninformed, maybe not as much as the person testing TSH only, but they're still uninformed. In fact, my doctor tests every one of his patients for it. Not thyroid patients, everyone. Why? Because reverse T3 is a general wellness marker. (laughs) End of story. When you're in the ICU and you're in the intensive care unit and shit's going wrong, they test the reverse T3 then. Yep. Yep. Because they expect it to be high. They expect it to be high, but then right, when but you look like, at right, it. Why aren't like, you testing it before we get, can we test it before we get to the ICU? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I had a doctor say that to me because we only test that when you're in the ICU. And I'm like, oh my God, well, right there, that point should tell you that you should freaking test it. <laughs> That's probably the time that you don't even need to test it. We can, we can just right. assume that it's high, right? Let's right, test it right. all the other times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now you're on the path of, of T3 only. You found out that you required T3 only with the help of Paul and Janie, right? And then I guess, how did you kind of transition yourself? You and I talked about this a little bit, you know, prior to the call. So playing around with T4, yeah. So I was on NDT still, realizing I had the problem. Then I, so then I stopped NDT completely. Right. And I, and then I started T3. Now, as you know, and people have said, and look, this is just a metaphor, but it can take eight to 12 weeks for like shit to really get going. Um, you'll feel better right away in the brain, but it really can take the whole symphony. And that we call like, you can say like, it takes eight to 12 weeks for your receptors to clear it. This is not scientific. This is a metaphor we use because you know, you can look at reverse T3, like it's standing in front of the cell blocking yep. T3 getting in That's and what it I say, yeah. weeks for the guard to kind of like move away and let things really go. Yeah. I kind of felt that around week 10 where I felt like, Oh, now things are, it's not like after 10 weeks you go, Oh, my receptors are like, you know, it's just that you go, Oh, you start to see all of the metabolic functions get back together, like with the weight loss and the adrenals where, um, and it can happen sooner. So then I started to do that and I had to tinker with that. And let me tell you something. I mean, I have family members who have like cried recounting me sitting there with like my blood pressure monitor, like my temperature fucked crying, reading Paul's book, just like trying to figure this out by myself. And um, so twice in 10 years, twice in 10 years, I had to solve my own thyroid problems. And that's how I became an expert. (laughs) So I mean, it was just, you know, I was thrown into it. It was never something obviously I would have signed up for. Um, But so glad I did because I had to be And, and what I learned is that I knew more than these people. And that's the problem. And that's, that's what you and I are trying to do is you have to educate people because look, you could have a great doctor now, but they might retire. And then you what? You don't even know what T4 does in your body, but you swallow it every day. So yeah. my message to patients is don't be a dumbass, man. If you're on a medication, you better know how it works. You better know what it does to your body. Right. So many people out there on thyroid hormone, they're like, I just take this pill every day. My doctor tells me if my thyroid's okay or not, and I go about my business. Yep. And then that same patient's got depression and the doctor goes, oh, we'll put you on Prozac because they don't know how to treat the thyroid. And then they say to the patient, well, that's a hypo symptom in your hypo. Therefore you have depression. And I go, no, if you treated the patient right, they're not hypo. 
like me and you right now, we are not hypothyroid. Therefore, we shouldn't be depressed because we have enough T3 receptors, T3 in our brain. And um, again, so that Prozac will last three months for those people and then it won't because again, they're not getting back to this. So this happened with Oprah and this kills me because I saw Oprah on an interview 10 years ago and she was talking with someone and she said that her doctor told her because she had Hashimoto, she'd always struggle with weight. What an asshole. What an asshole, because that's an uninformed doctor that has no clue what he's doing, who is literally imprinting to her. You have an inherent thing where you're not going to be able to lose weight because you have this thing that I don't know how to treat and control. And that's why you're fat. Right. I wish I could get a hold of Oprah. (laughs) Like, because think about it, because we've all watched her. We've all watched her go through the weight stuff. We've all watched her. And when I heard that, that that made me want to jump off her bridge for her. I was like, how can I call her? And, And some people go, but she's Oprah. She has, yeah. I also went to her doctor. I went to, you could be a billionaire and and pay for all the top doctors. Those ones are the ones that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Exactly. And like you said earlier, the top endocrinologists, they don't know what they're doing. And so it doesn't matter how, how much money you have or whatever, you're still going to be told these false things. And then what is, what a shitty thing. I, I had a patient who told, whose doctor told them that, well, because they were hypo and depression was a symptom of it, that they would, you know, they're going to have, you know, that that's why they're depressed. Yeah. No, they're depressed because they didn't give them enough thyroid hormone or the right combination and they're not optimized, meaning they're not unhypo. So yeah, they're experiencing symptoms, even though they're on thyroid hormone replacement. And that doctor's just like pissing it away to like, oh, well, we'll just, you know, it's going to be there. No, it's not going to be there. So if anyone tells you, and this is where it comes into play, sex hormone stuff, like, oh, you, you're 25, you've got low testosterone, we'll put you on testosterone. No, fix the thyroid. Same for any other hormonal imbalance, unless you're at the age of like freaking menopause or perimenopause. You should never replace hormones unless you dial the thyroid out, fix it first. The other one would be lipid panels. Lipid panels are always screwed up when you're hypothyroid, right? Always. You know, as I do, you don't have enough T3 to burn fat. It's going to look bad. So then the doctor's going to go, oh, I'm worried about you. Now you're on a stand, right? Yep. Then they look at your blood pressure, like you have high blood pressure. No, you don't. You're insulin resistant because yeah. you're reverse T3 or you have hypothyroidism and that shit all goes hand in hand. Yep. I mean, I know you know all of this. I'm sure you've preached it to your audience before, but again, this is oh, the stuff hand. that kills me. So my gift after all of this tragedy was that I finally ran into the perfect doctor I've ever met in my entire life who's on my book. I feel like it was my gift for yep. all the shit I went through. Yep. I deserve him, damn it, right? And so he's the most wonderful doctor I've ever met in my life. Um, and again, you know, I've, I've recommended patients to him before too. They've flown across the world to see him. But in general, I finally found a guy who already had our philosophies, already knew what was up. And on top of that, he's a paleo doctor. So I couldn't have like, you know, scored, scored anymore. So the end result is great. And and I did all that so that you guys don't have to, please don't suffer for seven years of your thirties. That fucking sucked guys. I really wish I could get it back. I really wish I could get that time back, but I can't reclaim my time. So please reclaim your health and do it now. This is fixable. And that is the main message. This is freaking fixable. Don't ever let anyone tell you it's not. Exactly. You've been with dumb doctors. You found the... I'm sure you've had this too. It is a really sad day when you talk to a client who realizes that they've suffered for a decade or more. Yeah. Because, or they realize they had a hysterectomy and didn't need one, or they realize they had a thyroidectomy and didn't. I mean, this is like crawl up in a ball and cry because yeah. now you can't have children and you never even needed to have that uterus. I mean, these are the things that happen to people. 
Or you're thrown into early menopause. Yeah. The whole deal. Right. Right. Just so sad. And so, you know, I mean, they've all had that day. I remember being in a, I walked into a drugstore and I saw that first doctor that kept putting me on all the pills and told me to like work out and eat less and only tested my TSH. And I walked into a CVS and I just was like walking around. He didn't recognize me. And I saw him Mm -hmm. immediately bald. I had to run out of the CVS. I was traumatized. I just lost it. I lost it. I had to call friends. I was like bawling in my car because I'm looking at the man that hurt me. Yeah. And I'm tearing up now thinking about it, but he didn't know better. Right. Right. But it could be said, that's a medical crime. I mean, that's almost like, so they're either do no harm, but how about do some help? Yeah. And it's a little bit borderline malpractice in a lot of ways to me that they don't know what's up. But again, this is what they were taught. So how would they, it's not like they're getting a memo from the endocrinologist association saying, Hey, we changed some shit because the American, you know, association of endocrinologists is the joke too, in terms of what they suggest or don't suggest. So, you know, it's a really tough place to be because you're kind of on your own. And that's where I was. That's where lots of patients are. Now they're not because they have people like us. They have podcasts. I didn't have that stuff back then. There wasn't even the term paleo being thrown around. The only thing I had was finding that obscure Yahoo group. There was no social media. There was no podcasts. So now there is guys, Janie's got a website now, you know, <laughs> I a book, like there's tons of, you don't even have to buy my book. You could listen to like 10 interviews with me and yeah. get a good idea of how the feedback loop works. So now that stuff's out there and it's great. And I just, you know, if you're out there and you figured it out, you have to pay it forward. You have to show the people the right information because you're going to run into people with thyroid problems because they're freaking everywhere. You've got 25 plus million Americans on thyroid hormones, 60% are undiagnosed. So, so much more suffering. Um, yep. The number one prescription in America is just Synthroid. That's only one brand name of one thyroid hormone. So, and globally, 200 plus million. So, this isn't like a freaking epidemic. And um, you're going to run into them everywhere. So, I just say pay it for it, get them the right information, tell them to go to Stop the Thyroid Madness or visit Amy and I or our websites, et cetera, so that they can start to learn what's up. And doesn't it amaze you too? Like, I I think this, I I compare this to like protein, carbs, and fats. So I go, how in this day and age, do you not know what a carb is? We've had Atkins, we've had, we have keto, we have people, you know, before and afters on Instagram. How do you not know what a carb is? I feel the same way about TSH and free T4. I, I see question after question, especially Facebook groups, question after question. My doctor only tested my TSH and free T4 and says that I'm normal but I don't feel normal. And I want to be like, how do you not know all the tests to ask for? How do you not know this by now? Like you and I and everybody, Janie, Eric, Paul, we're all talking about it, but it really, there are new people being diagnosed every single day that are just like you and I going, oh my God, please help me. I'm fat. I'm tired. I don't know what to do. So you know, it's like this information has to keep going. Yeah, we got to keep, and that's why we'll never stop. And, you know, this happened to me recently. This always happens. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure it does with you. We're like, I'm on a hike with a friend and his friend, and she's got a thyroid problem. And she's been on Synthroid for 30 years, but she's fat and bloated. Mm-hmm. Her energy shitty. And so we're talking about the hike and I go, all right, well, listen, I'm going to kind of probably willing to make you a bet that your doctor never tested the free T3 at the minimum. And I'm sure he didn't test reverse T3. So I'll make you that gentleman's bet and you go back and look and see and call me. She goes, no, no, no. I actually, he did test a reverse T3. I go, really? I'd be really impressed. Go back and check. Sure enough. No, he didn't. <laughs> sure enough. They put her on Synthroid, only measured TSH the entire time. What happened? 
She has a reverse T3 problem. Of course. Yes. I mean, not all do, but she did. It was an immediate, like, here's my book, get to my doctor. And she did. And now she's, you know, doing better. Uh, but again, two decades, she's 55. She's been living this way forever. Probably just blaming herself for the weight gain or thinking I'm getting old or, or, oh, my brain, I'm getting old or whatever it is. And, uh, I'm like, oh my God. And this happens all the time. It happens. It happens too often. Yeah. It's, it's, I've never had anyone come and go, oh, my doctor tested my thyroid though. And they said it was fine. I'm like, yeah, let me see. And it's never fine. I've never had someone actually be like, be surprised and go, oh my God, it actually is. Right. Right. And if it is fine, they're usually like borderline, like even for me, I'm like, well, you're, you're, you're at a 3.4 for your free T3, your reverse T3 is like a 13. Okay. You're right there. But then you see their, their sex hormones are all fucked up. Like they're all, they got low progesterone. They're basically headed into menopause at age 30. I mean, something else is, so we still have to go back to the thyroid is the master. You still have to do something there. You got to, you got to tweak something. You got to retest, you got to fix something because everything else below it is a disaster. So yeah, it comes back to the thyroid all the time. It, it's for everything. So again, if you are suffering from depression and a psychiatrist doesn't test you with for a full panel bef- and, and getting that fixed before putting you on Prozac, good luck. It's not going to work after three months. Now you're back to normal. Now you think something's wrong with me. I'm never going to fix this. It's not, it's not you. I spoke with the head of a psychiatric hospital here. In, it was in Pasadena, I think it was, many years ago. And I said to him, I said, hey, listen, I'm a thyroid expert. I've asked you a question. Before you prescribe anything to a patient. Do you do blood work? He goes, yeah. I go, do you do a full thyroid panel? No. Of course. That is malpractice to me, Amy. (sighs) I would never, ever, if I were a doctor, would never put a patient on an SSRI or any antidepressant until I had fully just like completely ruled out the thyroid. So this is happening all over the place, all over the world. Doctors on all levels are dumb. And so this is how it works. And again, look, there's a lot of great doctors, but unfortunately, again, 99% 99% are uninformed. You right. have to find the needles in the haystack here. And you usually have to pay because like you said, yes. doctors have anywhere between five and maybe 15 minutes if they are getting paid through an insurance company and using your insurance to bill, they're not getting paid anything from that insurance company. So they don't have the time. They don't have an hour. They don't have 90 minutes to spend with you. They don't know Nor about do it. they care. Yeah, they're going to laugh at you when you request B12 or something like that. They don't care about vitamins and minerals. They think they're stupid. They don't know nothing about nutrition. They had an hour-long class that told them glucose was the main main macro. And yeah. you know nothing. And you, when you go to your regular doctor, you're looking for a prescription or surgery, period, end of story. So this is what happens too. I've seen this so much. Patients are trying to go through their insurance because they're trying to get their money's worth. Yeah. They're trying to go through this insurance and it doesn't work. And then you say to them, how much is your health worth? Oh, it's, I mean, no amount of money. It's valuable. Then what the fuck is your problem? Right. Pony up. So here's the thing. There is a difference though. There are some functional medicine doctors not even worth their weight charging $6,000 here in Santa Monica. Yes. That, man, that's ridiculous. I mean, I've seen people get ripped off. I also really don't like it. I don't know if you do. I'm sorry, but I don't like it when people do this concierge thing. They're like, you're going to pay me every month for this amount of time. And we're going to, no, it should be per services on things like this with doctors. Uh, I don't like it when anti-ancient doctors do that shit. So, you know, someone like my doctor who's on the central coast of California, if he moved down to LA, he could probably like, you know, he could like scam everyone. Oh, yeah. But he specializes. He specializes in the thyroid. That's what makes him great. You could be a functional doc and specialize in the gut and then get a thyroid patient and be like, we're going to heal your gut. But okay, That's I still true. don't have T3. 
That's true. He does. He's way broad because he's been doing it for 30 years. So aside from thyroid, he's also a, a integrative oncologist or integrative Ooh. oncology is his thing. So yeah, I mean, so he's got several areas of expertise, but I mean, I'd go to him. He's also, you know, but yes, he really understands it. Uh, and again, functional medicine doctors like him, mm-hmm. they're the people who've gone to 1500 doctors, that functional doctors, that's everyone who walks into their office. It's like, I've gone to 18, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the story. So, you know, you don't need one that's a gajillion dollars, but yeah, I mean, you know, something reasonable, but it's worth it. Like really what's like 500 to 2000 in the grand scheme of your entire life to yep. fix your shiz. Yep. If that's what it costs for a couple of appointments with a doc like mine and maybe a couple of blood tests or some supplements, whatever. I mean, the max, maybe you walk out of there is two grand or something. It could be 500. That's nothing. Right. That's nothing. I spent fifteen thousand dollars. I didn't have way back when going to dumbass people buying dumbass things, taking supplements. I didn't need. No one helped me. Nobody yep. helped me. They hurt me if I had saved. Them. And that's what happened. So they go down the road. Meanwhile, time's going by. They're stepping backwards. They're not getting better. Now more problems are happening because they're hypothyroid. It's accelerated aging and glycation. So now yep. it's like here comes more symptoms. And and how long do you want to wait to get better? How quickly? do you need, do you want to get better is the, is the thing. Um, I'm sure you've, you've seen it this way too, where, you know, a lot of my clients, when they're educated enough with me, they can get their doctor to practice medicine with them because they are appearing and seeing like they know what they're talking about. The doctor's a little bit more likely to take a risk. Mm-hmm. I have had patients get their doctors on the phone with me. I'm yep. always very impressed when that happens. I make an effort to tell the doctors how incredible, like, praise them for being so open and talking to a non-doctor and all that stuff, like for sure. You know, so a lot of times you don't need to fly out and see my doctor or whatever, you know, you could, or you could do, you know, but still uh, even working with me, you can like work with your doctor a bit, like help them help you. That happens more often than not where people have to like give up and bail on their doctor. But sometimes the doctors are so bad that they do (laughs) They just give, just fire them. Sometimes it's workable though. And you know, if you can work with it, to get what you need before you find the great doctor, whatever you need to do. But you don't want to give it too much time. So story, I think I told you when we talked last, I have a patient that she's been trying, like she was convinced like, oh, my doctor is great. I said, okay, well then, you know, you don't have to work with my nurse practitioner. You can work with your doctor. We'll give it a shot. And, And for six months hung on with this person, not feeling better, feeling worse, panic attacks, going to the ER, gaining weight, tired, finally gets the reverse T3. I'm like, why don't you just order the reverse on your own? Because you're not getting it from your doctor. And that's a big red flag for me right there. But okay, if you want to stick with this person, whatever, you're attached to the hip, I get it, whatever. Okay, so order your own reverse T3. Reverse T3 comes back at a 29. I'm like, well, that's why you feel like shit. So you're hanging on to this doctor that you think is is golden. And and you're getting worse and worse over these last six months. You wasted six months of your life. Hurt yourself for six months. You, yeah. Literally, you're you're hurting yourself every day that goes by that this thing's not being resolved. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. that happens all the time too. And the thing is, it's like okay, but you know what? They find out. Look, I I had a friend who this was so funny. It was like so many years ago. I mean, way before I even wrote the book or anything. You know, on the first bout, I hadn't written the book yet, but I kind of figured it up enough to fix myself on the NDT situation. And then I got the reverse T three, and I had been speaking with a friend in Seattle, a really good friend of mine, a best friend, and. I could tell their doctor was screwing their stuff up. And I said, Hey, listen, you got to have them test for reverse T3. Like this just happened to me, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. They got very like protective and angry and like, my doctor knows what they're talking, you know, very, very yeah. defensive and like kind of got off the phone. And I was like, 
did I just love a friendship over like a thyroid recommendation? Anyway, I, I didn't hear from that. And I thought, and this is like a best friend. I had one point, my roommate, I was like in her wedding. So I was like, Oh my God. And then years would go by people are like, what happened to her? I'm like, I don't know. I think she got like all pissed off at me. And so I don't know. Okay. Then two years ago, so it was like a decade later, I get a call or I get a text and it's like, Hey, so-and-so, um, I really like to connect by the way, you were right. I'm on T3 only now. I had a reverse T3. Now here's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to be right, man. It's, it wasn't about me. <laughs> man, so we we're now reconnected. We are completely reconnected. We're like, that's what's good. But it was funny. And I said, and I and they, they had a lot going on at the time. Um, and I guess they were going through a divorce. They were depressed because they were having a reverse, you know, I mean, it makes you yeah. crazy. And I'm sure that they were just like, leave me the fuck alone. My doctor knows what they're doing. And they got all pissed and just bailed. And Anyway, we reconnected and they were like, I'm, you know, I was right. I'm like, well, that's, I would have rather had your friendship over this time than like this thing. Um, So, and now they are also on T3 only, which, you know, you and I are more and more people seem, you know why? Because more and more reverse T3 problems are on the rise. I think it's like 13 plus percent when I looked at it years ago, but it's on the rise. So there's going to be more reasons for people to go to this. Now, I don't know if you ever took the enzyme test. I didn't to discover whether I have, right. So for people that don't know, you know, there's an, there's a couple enzymes involved in conversion from T4 to T3, which would definitely impair, you know, would create a reverse T3 problem. And Paul Robinson, that author we talked about, he did discover later on, he did take the test and realized, Oh, no wonder my whole life T4 never worked for me. Yeah. You know, now, I don't know what mine is because I had heavy metals. I have since knocked them down substantially. Mm-hmm. A little bit more work to do, but it's light. And could that have been it? Is that the reason? I don't know. Who knows? Would I try to get off T3 again to go on NDT? Ooh, it's tough. Yeah. That's real tough because, see, once you're in our situation, yeah. T4 has backfired on you. You don't right. trust it. And because you can't test every three days and test every day to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think my fear about it would probably create a, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'd feel comfortable swallowing T4 and worried about whether it is or not converting. Because when I take T3, I don't even have to worry about that. No so worries. it's tough yeah. when people ask me if I would ever do that again, I'm like, uh, like if we had another pandemic and we're locked up for a year, maybe. Uh, but I tried it during this pandemic. Um, and I'll, take before no I took before photos I'll take some not before uh, during I gained a lot of weight so I went off thyroid hormone and became hypo got really I mean not comparatively to other people but got pretty big and then had to go back on it so I've already attempted a couple of times to go off thyroid hormone and it it doesn't work and then my reverse t3 still creeps back up yep and I don't have infections or SIBO or anything else. I've cleaned it. So sometimes there's no rhyme or reason and who cares? Whatever's yes. keeping us alive, whatever's keeping me healthy and young, that's all I give a shit about. So yes. is it a pain in the ass? I would say, yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone should go on T3 only unless it's absolutely necessary. And that is why it is the last resort choice because it's not endocrine mimicry and it is technically better to be on a T4, T3 combination as far as how the feed. It is. It's more ideal. I would love right. if T4 converted for me. It yes. is more ideal because you don't have to do the thinking involved that you do when you're on T3 only. And, you know, it's got, there's a lot of reason behind why T3 is problematic in terms of fluctuations and stuff like that. So I get it. I've been, I've been through this, but once you're on the train and you're in it, it's easy to tinker and figure out, but it is something that I always have to pay attention to because there's certain times in life 
where I know I need more or need less. Mm-hmm. I've been on 100 micrograms. Now I take 10, 5, 5. So 10 micrograms, and five, so 20 total. Mm-hmm. But then there's sometimes I feel I need a little less. I need a little more. I mean, no, I'm yeah. so in tuned with it now. It's different, but it's it's hanging around 20 a day. That's from 100. Now, I know yeah. you take 75 twice a day. I take, yeah, 75 twice a day. And people look at me like I'm insane that I take that much. But that is what works for me. So That's I right. always say, like, you would literally have to pry the T3 out of my dead hands. And I have tried going down. I've tried adding T4 in. I get worse. I've tried reducing my dose of T3. And I I put on, when I went from 100, I probably dropped it too much, but I was, you know, we experiment on ourselves, whatever. So I went from 100 to either, or 150 to either 100 or 125. And I gained about 10 pounds in a week and truly felt for the first time in my life what depression feels like. I was like, this is what people feel like when they say they cannot get out of bed and have no desire to get out of bed. I was yeah, like, you just oh. dropped it 25 micrograms and that can mean everything for someone. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was crazy. And when I add in 25 micrograms of T4, I go right down the tubes. I, I yep. get so much worse. So I know, I mean, sometimes it is trial and error. Do you find that with your clients? Like if they don't necessarily have an elevated reverse T3, but they, they're just not doing well on the T4, T3. Do you oh, ever just pull it to say like, what the hell, let's try it? Yeah. there. I mean, listen, there are some people where we don't know why. It's not even testable. But T4 doesn't work for them. It makes yeah. them feel like it just sucks. It doesn't work. Um, I know several people like that. So uh, now, and probably because of all the work we've been doing and you know the, the information that's out there is there are doctors. I'm finding, I'm like, oh, like the people be like, oh, my doctor suggested maybe a little T3. And I'm like, who the hell? What? Oh, hey, we're getting better. We're getting, maybe yeah. we're getting somewhere, you know? There was a case the other day, which was interesting. Sort of normal laps. Mm-hmm. 3.8 TSH, not too crazy. 0.7 free T3, one T4. All yeah. right, yeah. subpar. No okay. issues, but they had Hashimoto's antibodies that were high. Okay. Now that's a scenario where you can go in many different directions. You can hit LDN. You can try to do all your stuff for the autoimmune, bring down the autobody, see if that shit kicks back. Mm-hmm. There are some people who suffered there for that long. This particular uh, client wanted to try more natural stuff first before possibly going to thyroid hormone. So, okay, there's that. But in that discussion, when we talked about if in the event that none of that stuff works and they do go on thyroid hormone, that's a very perfect case of Either 30 milligrams of armor might be a move or 2.5 and 2.5 of T3 might be the first move. There's no right or wrong there. The more endocrine mimicry move would obviously always be to go for the T4, T3 combo. But that's a a perfect scenario of where maybe five micrograms a day or whatever, just a minimum. They just need a little extra. It's not going to blow down their TSH or overhaul the whole system. They're just being assisted a little bit. That's an absolute thing that can be, that can be done. And people don't even realize you can do things on that minuscule level. I know people that just take five micrograms once a day and they're like, that's all I need. Their thyroid's working. Yes, their thyroid, everything looks good. So sometimes again, and people treat depression with T3. So that was a scenario where it's like, well, there's really no right or wrong on which one you choose, but those are kind of some options for in the event you want to actually take the thyroid hormone. Now, if they had a horrible reverse T3 situation, there would only be one answer really until that reverse T3 got better. So yeah, sometimes a little is enough. It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. And sometimes people do need 150 micrograms a day. John Lowe was a doctor who wrote about it. He took them all all at once. He took 150 micrograms every night before he went to bed. Before bed. Oh my God. I know. 
I don't know. I mean, look, there's people that have, I've heard all sorts of different schedules with this stuff. I don't, uh, you probably haven't noticed this or you wouldn't mind have set up, but sometimes, and I'm trying to figure this out. I wonder if after all this time, my, my it's, it's stored longer in my tissues or something like that, because sometimes I feel like there'll be a few days in a row and then I'll feel like, to, I wonder sometimes if there is a strategy to more one day little yeah. less one day, but you know, and this is the stuff and the tinkering bullshit that you have to do with T3. That's a little bit of a, like N equals one sort of uh, yeah. uh, life. So it is a little bit of tinkering. Now it, everything's way easier when you're on a T4, T3 combo period. End of story, man. If I could go back to that, I would love it, but I don't fucking trust it because it backfired on me and it backfired mm-hmm. on you. It's real hard to go back to an abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, that's I'm exactly the guy that hit me in the face every day for a year. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. That's now, okay. So if you have, let's say you have a client that you get them optimized and then they do the, well, I would really like to get off medication. I don't want to be on medication. I always say it's, it's, it's hormone replacement therapy, but what do you do? I mean, do you try to talk them out of it? Do you say, okay, I guess we'll give this a shot, but you might feel like shit. Like, what do you do? If you don't have a thyroid gland, you cannot do this. So that we know. So if you are missing a thyroid gland for any reason, that's never, you're never going to be able to get off thyroid hormone. Let's just start there. It depends. So yes, people are, and we talked about this privately, but it's it's worth repeating, which is people are scared. Like, I don't want to be on a medication for life. And I always say, like you do, this is giving your body a hormone it needs that it normally would make. You're just giving it to it because it's not doing its job right. This is not the birth control pill that manipulates your body to do some shit it was never even inherently meant to do. When you do something like that to the body, you got a long list of side effects. Yeah. That's why you got the whole 10 pager of blood clots and all the things that could go wrong because you are manipulating the body to do something it doesn't do. And that goes for a lot of medications you see advertised on TV. Right. Hormones are not medicated. They are, they're not. I don't really consider them in the same cat. You know, I mean, we're different. We're making your own category here. So, so obviously I always try to relieve, relieve that fear. Also too, there's plenty of women who have had healthy pregnancies, babies on T3 only on thyroid hormone. So, you know, all that stuff. I know people are always like, well, what if I want to have a baby someday? Or can I, how long you can live your whole life and live a great life on thyroid hormone. Sometimes people do want to get off it, but this is what I say. I say you get on hypo first and then you clean up everything that could have contributed to this. I don't care if it's like, you looking ahead. Did you not look into heavy metals yet? Great. We're going to, that's a well. And then you do all your investigative stuff, get your nutrition optimized, really do the full number. You're feeling great. All your levels, vitamin D, you know, all the stuff's good. Sure. You can try it. Now there are ways to do it. It depends on. So for example, if if you were, you know, you're on like 175 micrograms, I wouldn't say you just stop one day and wake up and don't take T3. It would be like cut, 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 right? It might be the same for someone on a a, a substantial dose of NDT, meaning Mm -hmm. if they're fully replaced, I wouldn't just not take it one day, kind of, you could wean off a little bit. It could take three months to recalibrate a thyroid. And I would, if I were doing this, take all of the like proper nutrients and everything to support this system. Yeah. You would know pretty quickly. I mean, you got to wait three months. So here's the thing. If you try it, you better try it at a time where hope you don't have to look good at a wedding. You, know, you yeah. might get that, like, or, you know, you yeah. might, you might have some symptoms, but if you have a time in life and you really want to try and see if your endocrine system can come back, sometimes it does. I mean, that's the truth. It's not like once you're on thyroid hormone, that's the end of it. And you've ruined your whole thing forever sometimes, but it's not that 
you're hurting this. You're just temporarily pausing its production and you are taking over. And sometimes it can kick back. Like I said, I did it recently. It, it kicks yeah. back quite quickly. I got a test a month later, like up oh, TSH right there. Like you see it, it goes, goes up. Didn't get up far enough, you know, started to yeah. see some problems and symptoms. Right. But initially, because here's the thing, if you take away all of that, your body's gonna be like, oh my God, wait, what? And it's gonna start to produce the TSH. Yeah. So yes, you can, and it doesn't work out. You go right back on thyroid hormone, just know the risks, do it with someone who knows what they're talking about and your doctor. And then you also make sure that, again, you're in a space for it. So for example, when I, uh, I wanted to do this experiment of going off thyroid hormone, but I wasn't gonna do it when I was writing a book because I don't wanna write yeah. brain to suffer. Like if you've got a project or something like that. Yeah. So in a way you gotta set aside a time in life where, you know, if you're gonna try it. And, and, and again, you know, it might not be waiting three months. Maybe it'll kick right back right away and you'll be great. When I went off thyroid hormone, I felt like perfect. I felt fine for the first month. I was like, oh my God, maybe it's work. And then, and then, it, no. and then yeah. yeah. And that could have been because maybe there was reserve of T3 plus my own stuff was working enough then. And then you got past the month part and stuff started to go down. Who knows? Those are things we actually can't know. So it just depends. I always say though, like, hey, if you're feeling great, like it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. it. But if you've gotten to that point where you've gone through all of this, you're doing great. You're like, all right, it's been two years. I feel great. I cleaned up all of this stuff in the background now I'm going to try it, then that is the proper place from which to try it. But right. you don't try it from any other place unless you've cleaned all this stuff up because it's likely not going to work. And you've shot your experiment in the head before you started. Give your experiment the best shot it has right. by doing all of the things. I hope that made sense. Oh, yeah. No, I wanted to ask that because I, I kind of knew your answer and I wanted it to come from somebody else other than me, always saying it all the time. When patients say, like, oh, I want to do this naturally. And, you know, I, I kind of get tired of like the, the sell it to you on the internet programs of heal your thyroid naturally. Yes. I mean, is there that group of people that if we catch it in the beginning, we can do some, like you said, heavy metal, you know, detoxification tests for the underlying infections, heal your gut. And then you're, you're slightly sluggish or you're in like stage one, two, three of Hashimoto's. We can kind of spring you back for a little while. Cool. Most people aren't there because if they are there, they're not reaching out for help. So the people that you and I see are already in stage four and five and they feel like ass and they're, and, and to those people, yeah, I, would, I would say like, after a week. Yeah. They come back and then they go, all right. You're like, all right, I got to go on thyroid hormone. You're like, okay, but hey, you tried it. Follow your gut. I get yeah. it. You want to give it one more shot. It, it's the people that have been suffering for years. This is, hopefully people understand this. So you got a hypo body, which is the disease state, right? You're all jacked up in every way. And if you're in that state for a very long period of time, how well do you think your body's going to detox and process all the stuff that you need to do to get rid of anything that could have caused it? Not going to happen. So it's the people that have really been suffering for a very long time. Those are the ones that I'm like, you're done trying to do it naturally at this, but like, really, like at this point, you got to give up because it's so bad. You're so far behind. You need to get on thyroid hormone to get yourself at an unhypo platform so that shit can start to work so that you can actually start to detox and actually help yourself. You're not, you're so far behind. If the person just woke up feeling freezing two months ago and that's, they caught it early. Oh, well, I mean, okay. Try an eight paleo protocol from selenium, you know, all the stuff and whatever. And this happens all the time. A woman gets pregnant. She has a baby. She gets hypo. Yes. It just has to change diet, do some stuff, whatever. I've seen that happen. I've seen people turn around on Hashimoto's in eight weeks. I've seen people who had, Decent thyroid labs, Hashimoto's not bad, but it's there. They mm-hmm. feel like crap, but it's because they've been eating gluten. 
no joke. And yeah. I just say to them, I'll be like, hey, just be honest with me because you yeah. got Hashimoto's here. And they're like, oh shit, past couple months have been really bad. I've been like pieces with my-. And I'm like, okay, cut it and yeah. call me in three weeks. Three weeks later, oh my God, my brain's on fire. I feel freaking great. That is a person who, if they kept going down that gluten road, they're going to have to go on thyroid hormone at some point because you know what? You just keep, you just keep poking your poking your immune system to create it and you're just poking it. Mm-hmm. I have seen this with two people within eight weeks, like hair, beautiful, deflated 10 pounds, all because they had Hashimoto's not on medication, but we're eating shit. Yep. But that's it. Sometimes it's very simple. And like you said, if you get Hashimoto's early with someone, particularly a teenager, oh man, you can oh, kind yeah. of get in the butt and prevent them from ever going on thyroid hormone replacement too. Um, and even some other things, not just Hashimoto's, it could just be because someone had a nutrient deficiency or they're over-exercising and starving themselves because they're anorexic or workout. That's how I, I had euthyroid six syndrome. Clearly yeah. by my initial labs, I was overworking out under eating, probably under nutrient. Cause I was like low fat, low carb, which, oh, yeah. and you know what I mean? So, you know, you never know. It could have just been like, Hey, change your diet. You know, yeah. sometimes it's simple. Sometimes it's literally dumb. Like your iron's terrible. They take iron for two months and it just, that's the only, and they're like, Oh my God, I suck. And you're like, it's so stupid. It was a $14 bottle of supplements. A bottle, yeah. It's dumb and simple. And sometimes I would say the most complicated, I'm sure you'd agree, would be the menopausal woman who's also suffering with adrenal issues from thyroid and the menopausal stuff. Plus maybe she's got Lyme and EBV. Okay. Yeah, oh like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That might take longer than a couple months to fix. Yeah. Those are a little but it, but it's not years. It's not right. years. If you get with the right person, you're looking at that complicated thing, maybe it's six months to a year, maybe a little bit longer if there's Lyme. But other than that, like any good functional person worth their weight can get you fixed with, and a year is not a long time when you've been suffering a long time. Right. For most people that are just like coming in, they're like, I got a thyroid problem. Let's say it's not Hashimoto's related. If they just need to get on thyroid hormone and get optimized, oh, I mean, look, that can happen within six weeks or, or two months. It's, it, and sometimes people are so freaked out that it happens so quickly. Like they'll be like, oh my God, I feel them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. It took you like an initial dose check in three weeks later, take another dose, up it again. And now they're optimized. They feel great. Now all the weight starts. Fu- and it's yeah. just a couple of months. So I want to tell everyone out there, really, like you're looking at like a few months to a year, depending, you'd have to be in a real complicated scenario to have it take more than a year to really figure out. You'd have to be just, you know, pummeled with all sorts of different things that takes someone really skilled in all those areas. Yeah. But for the most part, that's not how, how it goes down. Right. And you just want to get them feeling better. Like, I think if you can give them that quick one in the beginning, yes. like, Hey, let's, let's get you on the right medication. Let's get you off of the T4 only. Cause it doesn't work in anybody. Yeah. And then they see that, that little bit of light, that little bit of like lifting of the brain fog, they're close yeah. to a little better. And then you can start getting into, okay. Yeah. I know you're constipated cause you're hypo, but you're also bloated all the time. Okay. Let's, you know, fix your gut. Let's fix your food. Yeah. Let's test for EBV. What the hell let's, you know, we'll see if yeah. you have it. You probably do. Everybody does. Um, so yeah. And then, so if you give them that quick win, in fact, I had one patient who now I always do the disclaimer, like the, the diet pill ad, like results are individualized, not whatever may vary from person to person, but this person, she was on T3 for three days. And she wakes up one morning and her husband goes, um, honey, I want you to go look in the mirror because the, for the first time ever, you don't have dark circles. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? She looks, she goes in the bathroom mirror. She starts crying because her dark circles that she just thought, oh, they're genetic. I got to cover them up every day. Gone. 
in, in three days of T3? I'm telling you, uh, I, <laughs> one of my clients, same thing, but it wasn't the dark circles. It was they called me and they go, does this shit make you happy? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, it does. That's why they treat depression with it. <laughs> um, yeah, it does because it's not just the brain fog. It is the depression that goes along with it because we have more receptors in our brain for T3 than anywhere else, which is why you have the messy handwriting. You're bumping and everything when you're hypo and you're uncoordinated and you're like, what's happened to me? I'm an athlete. And that's why it's the brain, hand, body dexterity uh, gets all screwed up. And it's just so interesting because once that brain lights up, it's very difficult to ha access happy feelings when you are hypothyroid, literally based on what your brain. And this is the interesting thing. People on the outside, see, they think that when a hypo person is depressed, it's because like their body's falling apart. That's only part of it. They're also legit depressed in the brain. Like they are missing neuro, like the neurotrans, everything, the way it's working out is not working out in their favor. They're not getting enough surgery. Like they're not, you are literally like kind of clinically depressed there. And so I think people just think you can like get out of that when you're hypo and you have that hypo brain, you almost can't access happiness. It's a depressive state like anything else. Mm -hmm. So the moment you get a bit T3 and your brain wakes up after those two, three days, that's when you're like, you're like all of a sudden jamming to a song you loved and you're like, oh my God, I'm, ha I'm experiencing happiness right now. And it freaks you out because you're like, oh, this stuff make you happy? And you're like, yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah. This is all part of it. So it's really, it's really amazing because I think a lot of people think that depression on the outside. I had a friend who misgaged that with me. A friend was sitting next to me while I was having one of these interviews. She was over at my house. I said, hey, sorry, I got to just interview, you know. So she was just over there on her computer and she was listening to me talk about the brain and depression and how you feel and think. And uh, one of the things I was saying is, is one of the silent things people don't talk about is like, you feel you're getting dumb. You feel like you're dumber and, yep. and older. And so you, it's kind of scary to express. Like you don't want to go, I think I'm uh, losing my fucking mind here. Yeah. But you, you, you feel old in the brain. Um, you do feel like you're getting dumb and it's scary. Mm -hmm. And then you just maybe chalk it up to age or whatever it is, but it's frightening. And then you lose, you get a general malaise. Like you just sort of start to give up or you start to kind of have that like, what does it fucking matter anyway? Who cares? Like, I don't yep. even, I'm even bothering all the passions yep. and stuff you have. You just have this, it could be more than general malaise, but that's it. And so anyway, I'm talking about this. And one of the things I said, is I said, you know, when you start to feel this, you could mistakenly be like, Oh no, my aunt Mary, oh, she ended up at home recluse, like fuck, maybe, you know, maybe yep. aunt Mary had Hashimoto's or something undiagnosed. Let's not, you're not, it's not a genetic thing that you can end up as a recluse like aunt Mary. Yeah. Wait, I, get off, I get off this interview and my, I look over to my friend and she's bowling crying. And, but she's been my friend this whole time throughout my whole high thyroid thing. And I never, ever, ever suspected she had a thyroid problem. There were no signs or symptoms of it. I had noticed that she had been kind of depressed and listless in the eyes in the past year. And I had asked her about it. When she heard me say this, she started bawling because I was describing what I just described was what she was feeling. And I said, well, my God, let's get, let's test you. I'm sorry. I never thought to even test you. She's got Hashimoto's. Well, my best friend for 10 years sitting by the side watching me go through all of this. Now I had noticed she had gotten fat and bloated in the past year and was being a little depressed. I yeah. thought she just kind of gave up on herself. I still didn't think thyroid because yeah. my whole entire time knowing her, there was never a thyroid element that right. suspicion. And we got it tested. And again, she was one of those people who, well, she needed to, we uh, optimized some stuff like her ferritin and things needed to be a little bit better. But it was that scenario where that Hashimoto's was within range but she was eating a shitload of gluten. 
Mm-hmm. And we just had that talk. And again, eight weeks later, 10, 20, you know, and mind sharp. And I think, and hopefully she knows now when your brain starts to suffer, you're eating shit, you're hot. Like the thyroid thing is coming back into play. And as yeah. long as she stays there, she'll probably stay off of it. But then I wonder, my gosh, and I asked her, I said, wait a minute, your dad has shoots insulin. I said, was he a type one diabetic? I think he's type one diabetic. That's autoimmune, which would make mm-hmm. sense as to why you might have this. And, uh, you know, it's just really interesting and shocking. So that's why I mentioned the mind things so that if you're out there and you're thinking that way, you're too afraid to express it. Like my friend who had to hear me say it, you know what I mean? That's why I say it. Cause that I think is even the scarier part of this. When you, when you think your brain, you're losing your brain, yeah, your cognitive abilities. Oh yeah. I've had people say like, I'm, I'm like, just what you said, I, I think I'm getting dumb. Like I'm yeah. getting stupid. It's like, no, no, you're not. You're, and, and most people don't realize that they have T3 receptor sites on their brain. I always say every More cell, than every anywhere cell else in the body. Right. Everywhere. Everything. Your heart, everywhere has a receptor site on it. Yep. Yeah. I know. My brain suffers too. So one of the things I noticed when I got off the thyroid hormone, aside from some other hypo symptoms is I will either start to speak like I'm drunk, like I'll slur my words a bit, uh-huh. um, or I speak dyslexic. Like I'm not dyslexic. I've never had any cognitive abilities, but if I'm hypo, I will mix up words, not be able to find them, mm-hmm. uh, say them backwards. I, I get stuff wrong. And that's, yes. that's such a big tip. Now I am a fast talker. So like, I'm gonna screw up and mumble my words, but that's not what I mean. Like you can even, I mean, there was even an interview I did while I was hypo, like kind of going through this and I listened to it and I was like, Oh, I like, I kind you can of hear a difference. I could hear a difference. Yeah. I could hear a difference in the way that I was speaking and the way the words were coming out. And so, yeah. I also just want to share with people too, anyone who has uncomfortability constantly in your neck, like if you feel like you're choked up all the time, you've got mm-hmm. issues, you can't stand anything being near your neck, like a scarf, turtleneck, like any of that neck shyness stuff, or you're always going, <clears throat> yep. Now I do that sometimes. Obviously I'm talking a lot, right? Throughout the right. day. And like that. But you know who you are because you're constantly clearing your throat. Yep. I actually diagnosed someone like on the spot with <laughs> someone's roommate one time. I noticed every time I was over there and I looked around and I go, girl, we got to get your thyroid checked. Or if you have a very raspy smoker's voice. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's another one too that, that yep. can be indicative of stuff. And I see that sometimes like I'll just see someone else go, Oh man, I know. I just know, you know, don't you hate it when you see someone on the street with a swollen neck and you want to be like, um, um, excuse miss. Oh God. Yeah. You got a thyroid problem. (laughs) I did that actually at a store, a health store, the woman was working there and I tried to help her. I gave her my book. I gave her all the resources. I don't know what happened to her, but she did. She had a visibly, it was almost like either it was a nodule or I don't think it was a beginning goiter, but whatever it was, it was bad. And I noticed it and I said, Oh my God, I'm a thyroid author. Can I talk to you for a minute? And yeah. gave her all the stuff and I don't know what happened to her, but I hope she's okay. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where else we're going to go from here. I'm happy to, you know, talk about anything in regards well, to this. We're, we're starting to run out of time. So I want to be sure to tell everybody like where they can find you, where they can hear you, where they can get your book, your podcast. So I, I gave you an intro in the beginning regarding your podcast and, and, all that good stuff, but I'll, I'll let you take over too. Where can they find you and, and hear more and read more? Yeah. Well, you can always go to lrust.com. If you go to the top right corner, I have a free thyroid guide, which just lists like the basic test to get and like, free to, do I have a problem? You don't need to buy my book to go find out what test to get. 
And it also gives information on like how to suss out a doctor's office, like how to call and pre ask mm-hmm. questions to just double check to see if there's not dummies there. And here's the thing. It's not foolproof, believe me, but it's better than like you call an office, you go, hey, does the doctor ever prescribe, you know, T3 or test this? And if the nurse is like, no, he only prescribes Synthroid. Well, then you're not going to the doctor, right? So there's a checklist of things and that's free. And that's on my, on my website and you can get everything from there. You know, paleothyroid solution has been a bestseller for years. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble everywhere. I host two podcasts, Primal Blueprint podcast every Monday and also Kick-Ass Life podcast with Tara Garrison every Wednesday. Um, and if anyone wants to just like go through a bunch of thyroid episodes and hear me talk about maybe even stuff we didn't like the thyroid loop and how it all works, yep. just go to my website, look at media, look at the thyroid, just listen away. But my biggest thing is please learn about like, if you get diagnosed with anything, you better become your own kind of little bit of expert in it. You don't have to write a book about it or be us, but you got to learn. And even if it's, you learn from us, but you have to learn it. Even Amy and I could help you, but that's still not going to help you unless you understand it, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, I know people don't want to learn, especially when you're hypo, you don't really have the capacity yeah. to learn and I get that, but it has to happen at some point or you're doing yourself a disservice. So I totally agree. Totally agree. Elle, thank you so much for your time. And we are definitely going to have you back on because you're like sister from another mother. So <laughs> got to have you back on. We got to just keep talking. We could talk for another hour. So easily. Yeah, no, super fun. Thank you so much. And just also to everyone persevere, man. I didn't give up. I had people yelling at me and my family at the time going, you got to listen to one of these doctors, somebody's. And I said, no, I don't. And I kept going. And you know what? If I hadn't, I'd freaking be dead by now. Yeah. So you, perseverance pays people. You keep going. If you heard this for the first time today, because you've been on this journey, there's a reason you heard it. Yeah. You know? Uh, Because your perseverance is paying off. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And we'll definitely have you on again. Thanks.